It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, Joe DeCamera and John Ritchie, along with Ree and Devin and Seltzer on this Wednesday morning. Now, John, I think it's fair to say that few athletes in Philadelphia sports have, while still being an active athlete, have achieved the status of living legend. Brian Dawkins did as an athlete. While he was still playing, Dr. J certainly did while he was an athlete. Our next guest, Jason Kelsey, of course, just a phenomenal Eagle, great guy. Big charity event happening next week, and he joins us right now. How you doing, Jason? Joe, thanks for having me. How are you guys doing this morning? Super. We're good, Jason. So, Jason, before we get to all the super important stuff, five minutes ago we were trying to come up with an answer. We didn't know it. We thought, you're Mr. Philadelphia, maybe you'll know it. Why is there a crack in the Liberty Bell? How did it happen? Oh my gosh! This is like just another Richie question. Trivia deal. I mean, we um, know, we're all from we got the Philly thing, and there's a big crack, and no one knows why there's a crack. Um, faulty uh, manufacturing. Exactly. <laughs> I have no That's idea. You're yeah. actually, actually right. Yeah, I think yeah. that might be correct. We should get our we should get our money back. All right, Jason. Big event Wednesday, man. We're looking forward to a Team uh, 62 charity event. Obviously, Jason, you, you know, your foundation, you and your wife do wonderful work. This is all about helping, uh, you know, the, the fight with autism, the Eagles Autism Foundation and their, their great charity initiative, which you link up with. And all of this on Wednesday of next week, along with your brother at Patty Green's and Ocean Drive in Sea Isle, open to the public for, you know, a good portion of the day. Uh, take us inside yeah. your mindset for all that's going to be going on next Wednesday and how everyone listening can get involved, be there and donate and all that great stuff. Man, listen, you show up. You want to come? You're going to be in the Sea Isle City, New Jersey area on June 28th, Wednesday. Uh, we got stuff happening all day. You guys are going to be broadcasting live from the green. They're starting out at 6 a.m. And we're going to be – hold on, my dog's going crazy. We're going to be going crazy all day, though. <laughs> my brother came for the first time last year, and uh, he said, man, that was like the most fun charity event I've ever been a part of in my life. And, uh, man, we're we're just out there – trying to embrace being at the shore together, having fun in the, in the good weather, hopefully. And um, yeah, I mean, it's all for a good cause. So, you know, just, just, just 
bring your bring your fun pants, and uh, we're going to have a good time. Jason, how much is your brother? I got to say this. So I'm super looking forward to this, obviously. But how much are we going to have to endure your brother with Super Bowl Fifty Seven talk? You know, I think he's going to. He's always a good sport about it, and he hasn't even been uh, hitting me as hard as he could. So I appreciate mm-hmm. him on that regard. Um, Does he know it's personal there? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's all fun and games with jokes, except. If it really matters to you, you're really not in the mood to hear it. Do you think he respects that element of your life where he chooses not to go there or go there often or go there deep because he knows, you know, this isn't just yeah, another I mean, thing? Yeah, no, I think, you know, obviously being brothers and playing in the Super Bowl is a unique situation. And um, that's one element of it. But, you know, Travis already lost the Super Bowl. He lost the Super Bowl to Tom Brady and mm-hmm. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And- yep. He knows that feeling. So he very much has firsthand knowledge how much that stings. As a matter of fact, at this event last year, Trav was on the radio with um, with Angelo and those guys, and Rhea, I think, was there. Uh, how you doing, Rhea? Hey, Jason. Uh, but <laughs> he, uh, he said, you know, winning a Super Bowl is great, but losing a Super Bowl will never make you want to win a Super Bowl that much more. Wow. And I thought he was just saying something good for radio and the fans and everybody that was there and something that sounded great. And No, he was dead on. And um, I think he fully much uh, is aware of, you know, how much it hurts to lose a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, do all that work to get there, have such a special year with the team, the city, the fans, and to not have that finality does sting. Yeah. So I, I think he'll, he'll know how to play that. Very few that are charismatic and, uh, uh, you know, personable enough to be able to navigate that uh, kind of uh, territory, but Travis is definitely one of them. Jason, how much better can this offense become? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I, we still – we know we have a lot of room for improvement. There's there's definitely areas that we can all get better in. And, um, you know, we're starting from ground zero. You know, I, I think in some regards we want to be better than last year, but, you know, you don't want to fall victim of thinking that you're the same guy as last year, the same team as last year. Because, you know, even though we're returning all the same players and whatnot, each year is different. You know, we were doing things last year that were new, creative, innovative. Guys took leaps on personal levels to have some of the best years of their careers. All of that, you know, doesn't you know all of that peak right at the right time mm-hmm. and a lot of the reason it peaked is because we put the work in we, we all, everyone the players the coaches the front office and everybody had that desire and hunger to make it better mm-hmm. and that's how we're going to get better if we're if we're going to be better you, you, you have to start from that perspective like what are we going to do this year because right now every team in the nfl is studying our tape all the offenses are studying it to try and take from what we did well last year. And all the defenses are studying it to figure out how can we stop all those you know, RPOs, those reads, whatever passing concepts we were doing. You know, they're trying to figure out what we can do to, to mitigate this. Because not everybody on the league is going to be doing it. Right. And that's one of the things I saw coming out of the 2017 season. You know, we had some really fresh, innovative things that the next year don't work quite as well because now defensive coordinators have a whole year to, to really game plan and be ready for it rather than just a week or two leading up to the game. 
what's, so, yeah. You know, so what's yeah, the biggest that, difference that you that you're seeing uh, with Brian Johnson as the the play caller? Those those adjustments that you're saying this team needs to make to stay ahead of the curve. Uh, how is the offense going to be different? Yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're continually trying to adjust to to make the run game better. You know, I admittedly I don't know much about the past concepts, but I know that we're doing uh, different things and creative things to go off of that. Um, you know, a lot of it comes down to what did teams do that did stop us and how can we be ready if teams want to replicate that, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's, you know, uh, you know, teams playing certain fronts, certain blitzes, certain situational things. You know, obviously teams are going to be geared up to stop the quarterback sneak that almost got banned in the NFL last year. So what are we doing to stay ahead of that next year? Mm-hmm. We and hear- I think um, all of that's happening right now in the discussion. That's one of my favorite parts about OTAs at this point, you know, I don't necessarily get that fired up to do my 13th install of Inside Zone, but I get real fired up to be on the field and have a conversation with Brian Johnson or Nick Sirianni about like, oh man, you remember when you know the the, the scout team gives us what type of looks? Oh, you remember when we got that against such and such? Like it'd be so great if we could get to this or we could get to that or you know we were in this personnel, you know so. All of those conversations, the nuanced ones, and kind of the things that I really uh, still enjoy, as well as just hanging out with your teammates. So you you get to hang out with Cam Jurgens, a guy who you know it's been reported you had some say on on that whole in- decision. Uh, how hard is it for a center to become a guard? Because we hear all the time about the adjustments Cam has to make, and uh, I'm just yeah. wondering what your perspective is on that. Well, you know, I, I, I played two guard two years of guard in college. I only played one year at center, actually, at Cincinnati. Wow. Um, so, you know, it's a different job requirement. Guard, you're, you're going to have to be able to move people. You're going to have to be able to set the point on a lot of double teams. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it in the way that, like, the, they've got an inside zone play to the guard – the, the front side guard is the post player for that guard center combination. Mm-hmm. And the backside guard is a post player for the guard tackle on that combination. That's one of our bread and butter plays. And it's the same thing whether you're running that uh, duo, like all these plays, the guard has to be the guy that sets that point. And that's an important role. Um, he also has to be a guy that can, you know, at, at the baseline, not lose ground in a manned up one-on-one situation. Uh, if he can create movement, that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that all of those are different requirements in the center position. They have to be bigger. They have to be stronger. Um, and I think they have to be longer because they're going to be in a little bit more space. Every position you move from center, you have to be able to pass block and move in a larger area so your arm length is more important. Uh, the good thing is Cam has long arms. He's not the tallest guy, right? He's pretty much the same height as me, uh, about 6'3". But his arms are 33 and a half, right? They're, they're, they're definitely – he's got the length from that perspective. Um, weight-wise, he's right around 310, I think, right now, or he's planning on being for the season. That's like, you know, kind of like a 295-pound center, right? Like, it can work out, but it takes a special player – to do that at a high level, if we're being honest. I think Cam is a special player. I think he's incredibly athletic in, in regards to anything on the on the offensive line. Athletic guys usually find a way to figure things out better 
than non-athletic guys. I think that he is – I mean, first, his, his weight-to-strength ratio is through the roof. Mm-hmm. This guy front-squatted 550 pounds. Like, front-squatted. Front-squatted <laughs> in this offseason. That's amazing. I mean, wow. he has incredible strength, explosion. Um, I mean, I, I really – we're going to find out if he can do guard. Right. But the very, I mean, he he's got a lot of traits that everyone in certainly our organization likes. Um, if it doesn't work out there, he's still, I mean, I think the world of him as a center. But I think he's gonna, you know, I think he's got so many traits. I, I'd be hard pressed to find out that he can't play guard. Jason Kelsey with us right now. Huge event coming up Wednesday of next week at Patty's Green and uh, Ocean Drive in Sea Isle. Open to the public from six p.m. six a.m. to one p.m. We're going to be broadcasting down there, our show, all the other shows up until 6 p.m. Big uh, fundraiser at the Ocean Drive from 4 to 8 uh, that night, Wednesday of next week. All sorts of great stuff. By the way, a link right now is on the WIP Morning Show Twitter page, also the WIP page on Twitter, where you can find out more information. You can find out how you can make a direct donation. Again, it all benefits the Eagles Autism Foundation. So please check out either the WIP Morning Show account or the WIP account on Twitter both of which will get you to the right spot. Jason, let's talk more about your decision to come back and play again. And I'm sure there was a lot of factors that went into it, but I'm curious, what was the biggest factor? What was the biggest reason why you are going to play another season for the Eagles? Just wanting to play another season. You know, I think uh, the more I talk to people, um, and I know that I've been through this, you know, the last like three or four years now, but you know, it, yeah, it's it, it's it's a big commitment. It's a big it's it's a big um, part of your life if you want to do it well and be um, as good as you need to be or, or want to be. And um, it's a grind. It's getting harder and harder to do it every year. Mentally, it's hard to get through. Physically, it's damn sure hard to get through. Um, but you know, the the reality is, you know, I, I still I still want to play football, and I still there's still something that I, I enjoy doing it. I enjoy certainly the games. I enjoy the preparation with Stout, even though at times it can get monotonous. Um, but, you know, the more I've talked to my wife, my, my family, my coaches, um, you know, all of them, you know, and Jeff Stalin has said this multiple times, you know, it's, you know, one day you're going to wake up and you're, you're not going to want to do it. I'm like, Stalin, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. He's like, I'm, I'm telling you right now, you're going to, you're going to, there's going to be a day that you're not going to want to play football anymore. So I think, you know, whenever I, I talk to people, it, it seems to be that, you know, that's kind of the barometer is, you know, once you stop playing, it's over. There's no going back. I mean, I guess some guys go back. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a and, – and there's nothing else that's going to give you that same type of rush as, as playing the game did, whether no matter how much – what you do with the game, right? Yeah. So as long as you can do that, just keep doing it. I agree. Uh, nothing can replace it. Uh, so, Jason, I knew a guy who would drink a case of beer every day after practice to keep his weight up. <laughs> what is your strange but effective off-season dietary regimen, and how much do you focus on your weight in the off-season? Um, I don't focus that much now. I think my body has kind of gotten used to the weight I'm at. Um, you know, for 
early in my career, I had to, I had to really struggle with it. Right. Whether it was, you know, nutritional supplements, like just packed with calories, uh, eating, you know, exorbitant amounts of fast food. I did take high blood pressure medication at one point in my life because I was eating so much McDonald's, Taco I Bell. It. I mean, yeah. it's, it was insane. It's like a 20 year old. You have high blood pressure. I'm like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. I knew guys who would um, eat McDonald's every night before bed because they knew yeah. that that would pack the weight on the best. It, it would keep it, and it, yeah, it keeps it on. Like it's, it, you know, I don't know. I, I've done a different thing. My, my go-to for years has been ice cream. I love ice cream. Always have. Yeah. I can Chocolate or vanilla? <sighs> I'll say, uh, you know, if I'm if I'm having to choose between those two, I go vanilla just because Ooh. it's easier to add things to it. It's, it's a better. Um, you know, facilitator Face. of a good ice cream <laughs> flavor, if you will. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'll, I'm not going to be upset with either of them. Although right. I've had to get away from ice cream, unfortunately. Uh, Brent Selleck, one, I mean, late in his career, he came into practice one day and he's like, man, I feel like crap. I shouldn't have had that milkshake last night. And I'm like, dude, it, yeah, it's not the game that we just played. It's the milkshake. And then like last, two years ago, I had some ice cream and went out to practice. I was like, hey, man, Selleck wasn't lying, man. This is no joke. I feel like crap today. So I've had to oh, scale no. back my in-season ice cream, unfortunately. Oh, no. Jason Kelsey with us. J- Jason, <laughs> let me say a sentence, and I'm curious what's your reaction to it. Jason Kelsey is going to be a pro football Hall of Famer. I'll give you a second sentence. It's basically a lock. Last two to three years, you put yourself not only in there, but basically in just about lock territory. What's your reaction to that? I don't know. <laughs> Obviously, it's, um, you know, it'd be up for me in the consideration for an award that has the names that that one does is um, pretty. I'm uh, humbling and and, and, and and like you know just gratifying, but you know for years I'm I don't I don't know. Part of me as a football player doesn't think individual awards should be a part of this. Like I think football is the greatest team game, bar none, not even close on the planet. And um, it's one of those that you're so reliant on all the guys next to you who's coaching you, you know, it ain't like basketball. You go out there, you drop 30 a game, you're going to be one of the, one of the greatest. Right. And for me, I know that I'm in, probably not even getting a chance in the NFL of Howard Mudd isn't an offensive line coach the way I did. I know that I'm not having the career I did if I don't position from him to Jeff Stoutland and that I don't, there are years that I didn't play well if I didn't have good guards next to me, good tackles to solidify the edge that free us up to do to be firmer inside. I mean, you know, I've played for four different head coaches, all of which have been massively successful. Uh, you know, I think it, it, outside of the guys that are, you know, scheme independent. Um, and I would put, you know, other guys ahead of me in that regard. Like Jason Peters could have played for any NFL team and been one of the best tackles in the NFL. Fletcher Cox could have played for any team and been one of the best defensive tackles in the NFL. That's not the case with me. So I feel a little bit hmm. like it's undeserving to a certain extent, to be honest with you, because of because of that regard. Now, I've had longevity and all these other things, and I've, and I've worked for it. There ain't no doubt about that, but 
Um, I just think to some degree the, the, the Pro Bowls and the MVPs and all of these things, I feel like those awards are for the fans. Uh, to me, individual awards, I just don't – I don't care, man. Wow. How, how good were you guys as a team? How, how good were you? You know, how successful were you? How did you guys battle through adversity? That's what the game's about. Not about that, but um, it's it's an honor for sure. Um, and we'll, we'll see one day if, if that happens. But oh, that's, uh, that's yeah, that's kind of what I think in general. As self-effacing as as ever. Hey, you uh, you mentioned your dog. What's your dog's name? So this one that's going crazy right now is Baloo. By the way, don't, no, but don't never get a dog whose face can reach the countertops. <laughs> I can't, what I kind of dog is it? This, it's an Irish wolfhound. Oh, boy. Wow. 180 pounds, Ooh. taller than me on its hind legs. No way. I come, down this, I come down this morning. He got into a white rice container. There's white rice all over the kitchen right now that I'm looking oh, at boy. it. How old we have is to he? hide our loaves of bread. He'll eat full loaves of bread. We have to hide them <laughs> oh. like we're like we're in like Depression era America, nineteen twenties. Like we're like, where can we put it that like it won't get stolen? Yeah, I don't. Wow. It's very odd. Right? Wow. And what's his name? Baloo. So this we have we have two. We have Baloo and Winnie. They're both like named after like animated bears because they kind of look yeah. like wolves, bears, very hairy. So. Wow. Winnie is Winnie the Pooh, and Baloo is after uh, Baloo in the Jungle Book. Nice. That's awesome. Hey, yeah. Jason, tell us about, for this event next week, the, the Skip the Line concept and how people can get involved with with everything related to next week in the charity event. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, th- there's going to be admittance at the door. So, you know, if you don't want to plan ahead and you just want to come, we can always make that happen. But um, if you're looking to make sure you get in there, you want a little bit more guarantee that you're going to get in quickly, uh, there's going to be 100 tickets sold. I'm trying to find this picture so I don't mess this up. Um, yeah, so there's going to be 100 tickets that are sold VIP for early admittance into the guest bar attending portion. That starts at 4 o'clock. So the VIP tickets will get you in at 3. We'll have a nice picture, probably drink a beer or two, and then um, and then we'll be on to the show after that at 4 p.m. with uh, the guest bartending and everything that occurs after that. But that'll kind of get you in, get you some early access to the guys that are there, and you won't have to wait in line for the event. Love it. Again, the, the entire event, let me just run through this one time here. Team 62 charity event at Patty's Green and Ocean Drive in Seattle, Wednesday of next week. We will be broadcasting our show. So will Joe and Hugh. So will John and Ike. So 6 to 6 with broadcast. It's the 39th and Landis Avenue right there in Sea Isle. Broadcast open to the public from 6 a.m. to 1 p.m. Children, of course, are welcome. Jason and Travis Kelsey. There's going to be a big Wawa hoagie building competition, which John and I will try to then eat a good portion as much as we can. Jason's fundraiser at the Ocean Drive at night, sort of more, uh, if you call it gala event, but a bigger, bigger event, I guess, 4 to 8. First come, first serve, but you also heard what Jason just said about that. You can also ensure your spot to be one of the top 30 donors uh, by being one of the top 30 donors for priority entry for the event and access uh, to the New Heights live podcast taking place earlier that day. Again, for more information, and this all benefits the Eagles Autism Foundation. By the way, Jason, my hat's off to you and your brother and your wife for all of that you do from a charity standpoint. For all the information for everyone listening, including the opportunity, if you can't be there to make a direct donation, uh, please go to either the WIP Twitter account or the WIP Morning Show Twitter account 
Both will lead you right to the spot to go to. Jason, uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. We'll have a great time. And, of course, we look forward to the 2023 season as well. Thanks so much, Jason, for joining us today. We'll see you next week, man. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. i got to say one more thing. Seltzer has been saying that he's going to beat me chugging a beer for a while. If there was ever an event to have this take place, (laughs) I know that he's technically working, but... Uh, I maybe. am so ready, buddy. Let's do this. <laughs> can we? Can this be an AM chug? Can this be in the nine o'clock hour AM live on Whenever, the air? Whenever you guys want. I, I I've been looking forward to this. Wow. Oh, I gotta, me I too, see buddy. Seems like a perfect way. <laughs> to Let's go. All right, my my money's on Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, but... Jimmy, you can't win. All right, keep 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 bringing that. You know, I'm, you, maybe I'll have my I, own I'm... speech at the end. No one believed oh in me. <laughs> I feel like this is like uh, what uh, you know Muhammad Ali must have felt like when when boxers didn't shine out to his trash talk. I feel like it's like, I'm like it. I'm like for some reason I'm nervous about James's confidence. I don't know what to do with that. You put yourself out there. We're gonna find out. Yeah, I know. A, a week from today, Jason. Thanks so much, much man. We'll see you next week. All right, guys. Take it. All right, there he is, Jason. He's Kelsey. just the best.